Hi, my little coogees. It was very difficult to edit this episode because it was near impossible to decide what parts to cut down on. Every time I came back to attempt it, I learned even more than the last. So it would have been an injustice, or as I would say, a disgraziata, to pack this episode in anything less than an hour. You are about to receive years of rich wisdom and knowledge attained from both studying and experiencing the topics firsthand. So I encourage you to break up your listening of this episode because it is truly expansive material. In the first bit, we learn all about Amanda's brand called the Karuna Collective, which is both a service and a product-based business consisting of everything from coaching and workshops to crystals and candles. She teaches us all about her experience in selling through Amazon and Etsy and how to use Pinterest as a business tool to grow reach and sales substantially. A strong why is essential for a successful business and hearse is rooted in compassion and wanting to make healing more accessible. She insists that we need to denormalize suffering in our idea of what the human experience is. It's just gotta go. One of my favorite parts is when Amanda teaches us that manifesting is tied to worthiness and explains that you are sabotaging your manifestations before they even materialize because you feel unworthy. We take a little intermission by enjoying the decadent and rich cocktail. Hint, it is pumpkin spice and everything nice. She shares her four biggest learning lessons from starting her business, and we share a laugh over the Q-tip debate. We talk in depth about healing from trauma, and Amanda gives us the tools to heal from a toxic relationship. She touches upon inner child work and how to deconstruct and invalidate beliefs about yourself that are not your own. We further the conversation by getting all of your input for the Sunday school portion where we ask you guys how you heal from a breakup. So get ready to meet Miss Frizzle and board the magic school bus because this episode is quite possibly the most valuable journey you will have this year. You waited all week for this, and today, you showed up for sunshine, shots, and more sarcasm than you could ever handle, because Sundays are always sunnier when you tune into... And welcome to episode 16 of Sunny with a Shot of Sarcasm. My name is Selena. I am your host. And today I am joined by an Amazon business owner, a confidence life coach, a public speaker, a Reiki healer, and an overall ray of positivity. Her name is Amanda Malandrino. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. You know what? I have an idea. We might as well start here. How do we know each other? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've known each other since we were in grade nine. I swear you came, if you were partying at my house in high school. (laughs) That's the first time that I met you. I came to your, it must have been your grade eight birthday party. I don't think it was quite grade nine yet. I think it was your grade eight birthday party because we met your friends in the summer of grade eight. And I think your birthday's in the fall. Yes, November. Yes. 
There we go. <laughs> See, I knew it. I remember. That's amazing. And, and the best part about that is me and my girlfriends come to this party. You know, we knew a few of the guys. We didn't really know the girls yet. At least me. I didn't know anybody. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but we kept playing the Mean Girls song and walking Uh-oh. slow motion in a line like the Mean Girls walk. <laughs> How embarrassing. I don't remember that, but that sounds like something that we would do. Or you know that song that's like, Mami te quiero Grinding. In a grind line. <laughs> grind, <laughs> grind line. That was the official. It, it was, was like a Daddy Yankee song. Yep. That was the that official was... grind line song yep. for years. Yep. If you put it on right now, I'd put you in a grind line. Yep. Me, you, and the cocktail <laughs> in the front. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. <laughs> okay. Now my second classic <laughs> Sunny with a shot of sarcasm question. I ask all my guests this, so we have to do this preliminary question. What was your first drink? Ooh. Do you remember it? Um, it was definitely vodka. Okay. Um, I'm going to say vodka mixed with Vex, which is absolutely classic. disgusting. Grade nine classics. <laughs> yes, that was High school classic. My first drink ever. Disgusting. Yeah. We used to take a shot of like sky vodka. Oh, I can't drink that I can't anymore. Think about it. I can't think I don't about drink it. Smirnoff sky. None of that anymore. None of it. No. Sky vodka, acidic, acid, heartburn, immediate heartburn chase it with the vex yeah that was like us too and we would do it in espresso glasses because I, I don't even think we had shot glasses <laughs> no, we, so were we would just it. take espresso glasses <laughs> and yep. hide in the washroom basement yep. and disgusting <laughs> a, a little bit of trauma yes. do you remember where you were was it a party uh, i'm gonna say my house <laughs> it was that bur- it was the great eight bur- <laughs> we just didn't want to say it but uh we're degenerates so anyways moving oh forward <laughs> what i want to talk to you about I have so many, I can't, I don't even know where to start with what to talk to you about because guys, this is actually our second attempt at recording this episode and Amanda has been so gracious and I am so grateful for how, um, how accepting she was of all the complications that we ran into, ran into with the technology last week. And it turned out to be really nice. We just ended up catching up and we talked about, so many things that maybe we wouldn't have talked about in front of the microphone. So it was really, really nice. And actually, she gave me some recommendations for some meditations, which were incredible. (laughs) And guys, I have never meditated so deeply with so much intention before. So thank you so much for sharing those with me. And you know what? Maybe I'll link those in the bio as well so that other people can take a look at them. But pretty much they were chakra meditations and they went along with the chakra um, crystals that she had gifted to me from her Amazon business. So I want to open up the floor to you. Can you tell me a little bit about your Amazon business? And also tell me what Karuna means and the name and everything like that. Yes, for sure. Oh, I love this question. Okay, so um, I have an Amazon business where I sell, um, well, I have just my crystals on Amazon. And then I also have an Etsy business where I sell uh, crystal candles. Mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with crystals. Um, when my spiritual journey started, when I first got my Reiki certification, um after my Reiki attunement I went to this crystal shop that was around the corner from where I did my Reiki certification and I just fell in love and I was walking through the shop and then all these ones that were calling out to me I bought these ones and I just was so drawn to them and they helped me so much in my spiritual transformation and then um 
this was in September of last year, and then come December, I felt it completely transformed. These these crystals, everything kind of just started to come into alignment for me. And I was like, it would be selfish of me not to share this. And what better place to share it than the most accessible business um, on Amazon. So I started up my own thing, um, especially I'm sure you can relate during COVID. Like I was ordering everything on Amazon, toilet paper, like food, just like anything, you anything. name it. <laughs> so I thought I've always been passionate about having um, healing accessible. So I thought Amazon was a very easy way to get people to access healing quickly on Prime, having it in, the ha- in their Two hands days. the next day. Two days Prime. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's how my crystal business started. And then um, my candles, I are also they have four crystals in them as well they're also kind of chakra candles and i line the scent with the crystal and that was all pretty thought out but um that's all on etsy i thought for soy wax and handmade products i thought that there would be more of an audience for that on etsy it's nice to see that you kind of divided your business and you decided on the platforms that were most effective for them yeah is the vibe that i'm getting yes. clearly there was a lot of thought put in <laughs> yes it. yes there so was. when did you start timelines based when did you start the amazon and the etsy business um february of this, this february <gasps> yeah that, oh my goodness <laughs> yeah february of this year i thought so this was a fresh. few years in the making no no this is that all is very fresh yeah so i actually this is actually a really good business tip for anyone listening that's interested in like the holistic healing practices if you set up a pinterest business account at the end of this year they'll give you kind of like a recommendation also a projection of what will be thriving what will be trending in the following year no so i was subscribed because of my blog um oh so i started my blog last year in september um and that's kind of what started my spiritual journey i was like ooh, and then i realized like the audience was growing with the blog and i was like okay so what if rather than just reading i can spread this out and give them a product so anyways pinterest um said that that crystals were going to be trending this year that's genius because 150%. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I was like, amazing. So that's great. So that kind of like sparked it. Like, okay, there actually is a market there for it. So obviously I had to research the market base on Amazon before I started selling them. But yeah, this is all fairly new. So just to clarify, so you set up a business account on Pinterest. Yes. For, was it for your blog? Was it associated with your blog? Yes. So did you make posts that would relate to your blog through Pinterest, like yes. like to, for people to kind of click and then get rerouted to your website. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And, and then they give you that. trends based on what your niches are. So like what you yes. follow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. because you were in the spiritual and the healing space, they give you gave you product trends in that space. Yes. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest is, is everything. Because Pinterest, I think people wild. there's a misconception about Pinterest. We look at it as a social platform, but it really is like Google. Mm-hmm. It's like Google. So when you're searching on Pinterest, it's like, okay, so if someone's searching that on Pinterest, that means that it's like if you're searching something in Google, you're gonna get everything related to that, but like 
usually in the form of blog posts or products on Etsy or Amazon, etc. That is genius. And I think that is a lesson for myself and everybody listening yeah. <laughs> that like it is it is such a resource. It is such a tool. And I know that's something that I really, really wanted to do. Yeah. But I felt like, oh my goodness, like where do I start? Like, what do I want that to look like and stuff? Do you feel like your content kind of evolved on there in Pinterest? Or? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I actually, well, Pinterest is again, like Amazon, for example, where, mm-hmm. um, if you are paying, you can pay a little bit. I think it was like $5 and then you can put an ad on Pinterest and it extends its reach. So I think I ran an ad, ad on Pinterest for like three days and I ended up getting 70,000 people to my Pinterest profile, which drew traffic to my blog which drew traffic to my Amazon so it's kind of like a sales funnel so this is like something for everyone too like if you can create even just like an image on Canva for example mm-hmm. breaking down something related like to your tips, product right? tips yeah. yeah yeah so then like you click that image and it actually directs you to like a product or your blog or whatever you choose to so it's a really good platform that's to, genius yeah see that's what I want to do with my drink recipes yes. I want to do a photo with like the little like how to make this like little canva image and then get people to a website yeah don't have a product yet though but we'll figure it out yes but that's (laughs) like good enough to get it to like a youtube video your website the podcast like yeah it's all really genius yes every time i'm with you i learn something new we didn't even talk about this (laughs) last time we didn't we didn't genius fresh okay so what about the name Okay, so Karuna in Sanskrit means compassion, self-compassion. So I was just drawn to it. Sanskrit is one of the oldest languages, also the yogi language. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just drawn to this word, Karuna, Karuna. Compassion is everything. Without compassion for yourself, for others, that really started my journey out, like having compassion for yourself and to slow down and to reflect. Like I feel like we're such a in such a busy we don't really stop to actually look look inwards like we're in such a busy working all of that like when do we actually stop and take time and give ourselves some self-compassion and grace and be like slow down you need time to actually reflect on yourself and your experiences and I feel like that was also a plus of COVID is it gave us an opportunity to slow down and reflect and you know, when we were working from home, all of that, we didn't have any choice but to turn inwards. And what you made at that time, either you were, you know, escaping and running away from it, or you can like take it and be like, okay, what am I meant to learn here from my experiences previously? And I feel like because um, I was a student for so long, like I finished my master's and then after I finished school, like I know that a lot of people can probably relate to this. Like when you're no longer a student, either you're jumping into your job right after or you just like for me, I had a crisis because no one was hiring me. So I had no choice but to sit and be like, who the hell am I? I don't have anything defining me. I don't have, you know, a job defining me. I don't have school defining me anymore. I'd be like, oh, I'm a student. And like, just define ourselves by our labels mm-hmm. and by what we're working on. And so um, I really learned that self-compassion is just the most important thing. So Karuna, 
candle. I don't know how that kind of came together, Karuna Candle and Crystal Shop. That's how it started. And then the Karuna Collective, which is now what I, my gen, like my general brand. And then now- The overarching. Yes. Yes. Brings yes. it all together. Yes. It's so genius. <laughs> it's so- I love it. You did such a good job. Thank you. Bringing everything together. Thank like you. it's nice to have something that ties all the pillars of what you are yes. and what you're bringing to this world all into one space and making them all connect together. That was, that was the whole point. (laughs) That was the whole point of it. It was like the collective, the Karuna collective. I think as humans, we are all connected as a collective, as one connected through love. And sometimes we don't notice that with like, you know, all the shit that goes around, but like we are all humans having a human experience. We're all our lifespans. We're all here temporarily and we are all connected through love so that was kind of my dream for my business what do you think the human experience is just because you slightly said it and you don't need to have an answer we can move past it I think the human experience is whatever you whatever you want it to be Um, I feel like for us we're kind of brainwashed into thinking, okay, our life needs to be suffering. We need to suffer yeah. until we're 65, work a job that we hate, and then no, we got to wh- just... why does everybody see the world with so much pain? Yes, and then people normalize suffering, yeah. and I don't agree with that, and I feel like that needs to, like, fucking go because we don't need to suffer, and how is it that you can... This is my take on it. It's like, yes, you know, we're all going to have strength and love through the negative parts, I guess. It's just kind of like, you know, being grateful for the experiences, um, negative or good, and what is the beauty in it and seeing the kind of silver lining in all of your suffering. And Mm. some people allow the suffering to keep them down and blame everybody outside of them for their suffering. But the only person who's consciously making that choice to suffer is you. Mm -hmm. And if you can... It's really difficult. I think we talked about this before. Like when you're in something toxic or something that's, you know, keeping you kind of down and you're not seeing clearly to get out of that is a really difficult thing. But again, life is life's what you make it. Hannah Montana. (laughs) Yeah. So let's make Make it rock. Make it rock. Make it rock. (laughs) To go back on that point, I think that we all have our own form of trauma. We all have things that we have gone through. Um, the difference is, is actually taking action to move past it, that your trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. I asked you this before, and I've asked a lot of people this question because this is a question that I want to know for myself. And you had a beautiful answer to it. And I knew for sure I wanted to work it into this episode. Something that I always got confused about with manifesting was that I thought, because there's like a lot of different things, like you hear like visualization and the secret and all this stuff. And, and I always thought about it and I'm like, how do I have a goal and have a vision, but not become obsessed with it? Because I was taught with manifestation, you're supposed to be writing it down, drawing pictures, vision boards, da da But I fell into a toxic pattern for one thing because it actually became negative and I became consumed with it. And I was trying so hard to make it happen. And I was like, why is everything working again? Like, this is not working. 
And I found that it wasn't productive because I was becoming obsessed with it. So I completely let this goal go because I was like, I don't think I'm doing this properly. And I've asked a few people this question. I'm like, how do you find the balance between manifesting but not becoming obsessed with it? What's your answer? Okay, (laughs) so there is two things I would respond to this. Um, One, you don't trust yourself and the universe to have this come true for you, your manifestations, all your goals. You're not trusting that it's going to happen. That's again, you're not trusting yourself that you are unworthy of having this and it feels unrealistic to you and icky and that can never happen for me, but I'm going to wish on it anyways. But I truly at my core don't believe I'm worthy of having this. (laughs) I knew Albert Einstein was here. I knew it. I could tell. That is one and two. Just trust that whatever is meant for you will be for you. Mm -hmm. So if this manifestation that you're so desperately wanting isn't happening, that could also be that it's not meant for you. Mm -hmm. But again, if it is meant for you, try working on your feelings of unworthiness and know that you are worthy of having it. And this whole idea of like fear and lack and what we... As a business owner and someone who, you know, my income is solely based on me and my my stuff that I produce, you are able to create fucking magic as us as humans are pure magic. Whatever it is that you want and that you desire can and will be for you. A, you have to work hard for it. I feel like that's also a common misconception about manifestation is that we expect, okay, I'm going to put it on my vision board. I'm going to put it on my phone background and that's that. It's going to happen for me. No, you, have to do you need thing. to take aligned action towards how am I going to make this happen? The how is everything. What actions am I taking today to make this manifestation happen for me? Because then I've, I've met people who are trying to manifest a relationship, but they're not putting themselves out there and they expect it to like just fall like put yourself mm-hmm. out there if someone's approaching you and someone's trying to talk to you and you're pushing that person away well what, how the fuck do you think that is going to happen for you mm-hmm. if you are not being open to this again this goes back to feelings of unworthiness you don't feel worthy of having it and you're subconsciously sabotaging your manifestations before they even have time to materialize because again you don't feel worthy and you don't feel like you deserve to have them come true so just working around your feelings of unworthiness lack where are you coming from and that's another thing too with like with money with manifesting money and stuff like if you're coming from a place of fear and lack I need this money to prove myself in this way that I feel you're coming from a place of lack, your manifestation's not gonna happen. But when you come from a place of love, deserving, you know, doing something passionate that lights you up, all of that stuff, that's what makes room for manifestation, not when you're coming from a place of fear and lack. So we're just gonna have a little cheers, cheers. and then we'll take a sip. Yum. Beautiful. I'm addicted. So good. This is the pumpkin spiced latte cocktail. Now, you guys might be pumpkined out from Thanksgiving. You might be. But you know what you're not pumpkined out about is pumpkin in a cocktail. Pumpkin spice lattes. They never go out of style. It will be 
March and I'm still going to Starbucks ordering pumpkin spice lattes and sometimes they hook it up. I'm not going to lie or I make my own at home. So I'm addicted to these things. My favorite part about this cocktail is that it is not that sweet. So when you hear pumpkin spice latte, you think four pumps of syrup. Yes. Starbucks drive through. No, I would say this is like a half sweet version. I sound like a psycho because I know the amount of sweetness. <laughs> at Starbucks. No, but it's true. It's like a half sweet version. Yes. It's it's not overwhelming. You have the espresso in the drink. You have some Bailey's. You have some Kahlua, which are all coffees or cream liqueurs, and you have real pumpkin pie puree in here. So that's what gives it like the whole nutmeggy and like that very authentic experience and taste and like so decadent, so velvety, so delicious. And when you shake it really, really nicely, you get a really nice thick layer of foam on the top when you pour it out. We topped it with some whipped cream, garnished with star anise, a little bit of pumpkin allspice powder, and a cinnamon stick to make it look super cute. Now, usually I walk you guys through the drink step by step, but actually now my YouTube channel, I do that there. So everything will be linked on this, but obviously go to the Sunny with a Shot Instagram page. That's Sunny with a Shot. And you could actually see all the YouTube videos there linked in the bio. And that is where I walk you guys step by step of how to make the cocktail. And I give you really, really good tips along the way. For example, my top tip for anything martini related or coffee related or really majority of my drinks related is all of my ingredients are pre-chilled. That is so important because that's how you get the ice not to water down your cocktail. Okay, so if you want to keep that cocktail super authentic to the flavor, you don't want any hot ingredients going into the glass. You want to shake it with cold ingredients and keep so that much. ice. Right? I did not know this. It's so <laughs> important. So People don't know that. No, I don't I know I pre-chill that. my espresso. Very smart. I pre-chill. Everything is in the fridge. With something like a vodka soda, okay, no big deal if it's watered down. Soda's already water, no big deal. But with something like this that has all kinds of flavor to it, the ice is just going to literally ruin it. You want that velvety flavor, so you don't want anything watering it down. How does it taste? It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, You're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to have another one. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. It's I so honest, I love this one, and I'm so happy to see how many people have been making it. Um, I posted it last week, and l- every single day, people are tagging me in making this cocktail. Guys, it is so, so, so good. Not only does it like look super cute, but it also the flavor follows up with it. So it is very fall, very Thanksgiving. I am thankful for this cocktail. Me too. (laughs) We talked about the business before. So I just wanted to know what was your biggest takeaway from starting your business? Um, okay. So I think the most important thing, and when you start an Amazon business too, I feel like there's a lot of people who literally sell like absolute nonsense. I Mm -hmm. couldn't, I, it's good money, but like, you know, I wanted to do something that I love and that I'm connected to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that shows. So again, I think just trusting myself, trusting, obviously it's a big investment. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have access to getting a loan because I'm in the UK. So it's not like I can like go to TD and open up a business account because mm-hmm. it's here in Canada. I don't have a bank account there because I'm not a permanent resident. Anyways, um, so I think that 
trusting yourself is the most important thing and trusting that if it did fail, um, I think that there was absolutely no, there's no bigger and better risk that you can take than betting on yourself. And if I lost and I'd be like, hey, at least I tried and it's better than not trying at all and guessing, oh, what would have happened if I did that? So um, trusting myself was the first step. And obviously, um, the investment um, is it's a big investment to start up your own business and to invest in the tools and the materials and all of that. Um, but trusting that what's meant for you will be for you and working hard. You know, I wake up, at, I wake up at like 6 a.m. I'll be creating content for Instagram, for my website, you know, and another thing is too being like patient. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays, we live in a very instant gratification culture mm-hmm. that we expect things to happen quickly and fast. And if it doesn't, then we give up and, you know, go back to what's comfortable. So obviously it took a lot of time. I, every day is is a work in progress for me and my business and I'm learning new things every day. Um, that's another thing too, is like be open to learning, be open to exploring. Like you think that you know what it is that you're going to do, but then you like explore and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go in this direction. You're always changing. So just being open to learning, being patient is key. Like nothing is going to happen in a night. Nothing's going to happen in a month. Obviously you work hard and you keep growing and you keep growing. And you know, the thing about a business is like, you know, a lot of the money that you get, the profits, like it just goes back into the business, better stuff, taking on Amazon I got so much feedback from customer reviews that I ended up changing some things based on a customer review. Someone said, oh, I want to know exactly what the crystals do um, on a piece of paper because I had it on my website and I gave them a card at first that directed them to my website, but that wasn't good enough. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to add like a card that breaks down, give a visual of what each crystal does. And anyway, so like you always, the customer is always right. You do what they say. And that has definitely changed the dynamic too. So just like being open and also not taking things personally when it comes to your business and being open to receiving advice from people who have already done it, from people who are where you want to be, being open to having these conversations like how can I grow into a better version of myself, just being open, patient, all of that. You're making me jump out of my pants right now with excitement (laughs) and I'm going to tell you why. When you talked about patience and you talked about feedback and um, a, a couple weeks ago, I was on the Couple Casuals podcast and that's what I was talking about for my podcast. And I was saying how important feedback is. And when I say that, I, I use the example of Rome wasn't built in a day. And we know that. We know Rome was not built in a day. But like why? It's because if you are just trying to do everything on the first shot, you're not allowing that natural feedback to come in. And I don't mean feedback by, I'm going to ask everybody in my inner circle what they think about this project. That's not what, that's not what I mean. I mean, all the different types of feedback, what is working, what's not working, what are clients telling me what's happening with the Amazon? Is that maybe the right route for me to go? Or should I go the Etsy route? Or should I just be delivering it myself? Like you need to grow your business with time so that you are listening to everything. Because if you did an, did a 2000 piece order of your crystals with no 
um, information cards and they were already at the warehouse factory and you couldn't do anything about that. You're like, oh, I got this really good piece of feedback, but too bad because I cannot implement it for those yeah. 2000 orders. And that actually did happen. Well, I oh, didn't have, happen. I didn't have 2000. I had 200, which is like yeah. a good amount. Yeah. Um, and then I think I only had 10 left in stock when I received this review and I was like, perfect. So that means the perfect. next batch exactly. that I send out exactly. are going to have these cards. Exactly. I sent, I think I sent you the digital version of it, yes. but yeah, this, these cards are so helpful and those were that that was like the only I think I now have four stars on Amazon but the two reviews that gave me four stars saying crystals are beautiful but missing this card I'm like okay so I'm gonna do this because obviously so having true. it yeah having it on the listing was not enough for them and they wanted the physical which is like amazing feedback yeah. I just never had that when I went into crystal shops but to hear them say that I'm like okay so what's gonna make me stand out I'm gonna take their feedback and I'm gonna do that what they say so yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that. See, it worked out so well for you. Like you said, you only had 10 left in stocks. So you're like, okay, that's fine. Let me sell those out. Yeah. Had you made a ginormous order, like what I said, you ordered a thousand pieces, 2000 pieces. They're all sitting at an Amazon warehouse. You're, you're going to be panicking because you're like, yeah. shoot, I'm going to keep getting this four star review with people mentioning that they want a card in there telling me what each crystal is for. Yeah. And you know what? That's super helpful advice because I keep looking back to the text message that you sent me with what each crystal yes. is because I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. But you know, that's maybe something that never crossed your mind because you are, you work in this space. Yes. So you know what everything is, yeah. right? So just because we're an expert on something, it doesn't mean like you, you have to think about your, your audience, right? You have to think about some people are coming here that are experts and some people are new to this. Yes. So I need to break it down step by step for the people that are new to this. So they get that added value yes, experience for sure. in there. And I think the, that is such an important piece of business advice is always keep your mind as a beginner too. Mm -hmm. When you are just starting out, same with you with the podcast, like just you need to be open to a beginner's mindset and you are, are willing to teach and learn and if you go into something in like when you start a business or even when your business has taken off if you take off and you're saying like I'm an expert I have nothing else to learn I know everything mm -hmm. what 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 are you gaining no, you're from always that? a student you are always a student and mm -hmm. that's not just in terms of business that is in terms of life, life. too like you are always learning life. you are never an expert in everything and if you act like you know everything and you have it all figured out like what fun is life gonna be mm-hmm you're always that's, learning. that's my biggest enjoyment yeah. is learning new things. Yeah. I am the most curious individual. I'll spend the up. Like if somebody brings something up and they're like, Hmm, I wonder why Kiwis have seeds. The other people will be like, Oh yeah. Who knows? Like whatever. I'm like, I need to go. Like I need to know. I want to learn about this. Like the, the hole that I get into with Google at night, like you should, there is a special <laughs> list of people like me that are looking up like what is the point of earwax yeah <laughs> okay I literally looked up what is the point of earwax okay. <laughs> and the point of earwax is your ears are cleaning themselves so it's dispelling oh. stuff it's it is cleaning itself and then I also heard too that they're meant to protect you from things going inside so like if a bug goes in your ear it'll get stuck in the wax interesting I guess that's the same so as nose weird. hair <laughs> 
there's a special list for people yes, like us. Yes. Like there's the weirdos that are looking up gross stuff, and then there's us that are looking up what's the point of okay, nose hair but and this dandruff. Is the, this is the key. This is the whole point of our podcast is like we don't accept things as normal, and we want to find out what made this normal. Mm-hmm. Earwax, nose hairs, dandruff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anything else disgusting that I can bring up or did I completely lose all your trust oh and God. everybody shut off the podcast but this is like all real life <laughs> stuff like I bet there's lots of people who are like hmm I never thought of that mm-hmm. we're gonna go home and like use some q-tips and be like hmm thank you for the protection this I love is, you no 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 I need to talk about q-tips I was up tossing and turning in my bed last night about q-tips this is the thing okay <laughs> do you use q-tips to clean your ears yes, yes. but I heard it's not good exactly <laughs> I literally want to stand in a room of people and I want to see how many people raise their hands when I say, I'm going to ask you right now, whoever's listening to this, do you still clean your ears with Q-tips even though you know that it's not good? We all know it's not good. We've all heard Um, the rumor. It pushes the wax backwards, all this stuff. This is my question. Has anybody given us an alternative? Has anybody given us, give me an alternative and then maybe I'll stop tickling my brain with the Q-tip. Yes, it's so true. The the distance that the Q-tips go, they are in my repressed memories. (laughs) The Q-tip is saying hello to seven-year-old Selena playing at the park. Literally, it's, so it's like, hello, repressed memories. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, that is how deep my Q-tip. <laughs> so true. But like, yes, it's like, but you need, we need an alternative. Need, if we're not using that, so we know it's let not good. Me, let me know. And you know what? There's a few things on the this market. This is a business idea, everybody. <laughs> there's a few things on the market. So there's that thing that came out. You've probably seen some infomercials about it. And it twists into your ear. Have you seen it? It looks like a screw. No. So it's a rubber, it's a rubber tip. Looks like a screw. So you turn it into your ear like clockwise. And then you pull outwards. So instead of pushing the wax in, it's it. it's pulling it outwards. Smart. Honestly, seems a little friggin' weird to me. This rubber tip. I don't know. I don't know. I can't knock it until I try it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's very new. I don't know. That I need the, more reviews. There was we need more Amazon <laughs> yes. reviews before we make the purchase. Amazon reviews, very vital. Um yes. next candling. Have you heard about yes, ear candling? I've heard about this. And then I read up on that, obviously, a curious cat over here. And um then I heard that the, when the wax melts, it just, you think it's your earwax coming out, but all it actually is, is just like the candle wax. So it's, oh, not, so actually it's not actually working. working. No. And apparently it's super dangerous too. Like the hot wax can literally burn your face. Okay. So if anyone can let us know how we can clean our ears in a safe way. <laughs> An alternative. No, everybody just tells you how bad it is. They're like, you use Q-tips? Don't you know that's bad? It pushes the wax in. I'm like, I'm quite aware that it pushes the wax in, but you have not provided me with an alternative. And my hearing is fine. Yes. Although my family would disagree when I raise my voice like so loud. Do you ever get super passionate and your voice is like, Um, you're yelling on a megaphone? Yes. And that is something that I think we're doing it now. But I love it because that's like that's us that's and if people are uncomfortable with us being too much that's something that I've dealt with with my whole life mm. is being too much being loud as a bad thing mm-hmm. like that's just us mm-hmm. why do I need to dim my light to keep you comfortable put some fucking earmuffs on and tone clean me your out. ears <laughs> you clean, your- clean your ears with a q-tip <laughs> 
that's it. Or the screw device, whatever you need to do. No, you know what? I like that you brought that up. Where does that come from? So when a person to you is like, oh, you're too much. We've all heard you, you're too much. And I said this before in one of my episodes. I'm like, to anybody who's ever told you you're too much, you're too little. Be more, do more, like be yourself to your full extent. Where does that come from when people give you that feedback? Okay, so I would say that is their own trigger insecurity (laughs) now someone says that it's like if I'm too loud and too much for you why what is it about me that upsets you Mm -hmm. and that makes you uncomfortable pay attention to that it could be that they you know they wish that they had that and then they project their own insecurities unconsciously I don't think that these people are aware of it I don't think they're aware of it but they project something that they themselves feel that they could never be and they project that onto Mm -hmm. you that's Mm -hmm. not even just being too much that's like everything like people will make you feel like shit if you have money if you are doing well people will always have something to say Mm -hmm. and it's up to you to be like that is your own that is your own perspective those are your own triggers pay Mm -hmm. attention to what triggers you and honestly that is something that has helped me so much is like I've noticed not not in people who are too much like fucking be you but there are obviously other triggers that I have um I will write down this trigger and when you write down your trigger what triggers you if me and Selena right now are triggering you because we're loud and too much (laughs) write that down and think about why Mm -hmm. think about the earliest memory you have that perhaps could have triggered if there could have been someone else in your life that was too much for you in your past and that person triggered you in a certain way and then other people who remind you of that person who are too much and too loud like this person who was in your life who triggered something previously pay attention to that write that down when did that start that is something that has been so so helpful helpful for me is just your triggers are your friends same with your fears they are your friends write that down why are you afraid of that what do you think what do you think will happen if you know you follow through with something that scares you that triggers you just ask yourself why and get curious when you get curious you can start to see the humor in things that have been normal to you for so long Mm -hmm. that is something that I've kind of learned to do is find humor in it because there was actually someone that I dated for a while if I dated him for two years this was years ago and there was this guy that I went to high school with and this guy said to my ex-boyfriend when we first started dating, oh, you're dating Amanda Malandrino. Well, good luck with that. Saying like, I'm too much. Well, that's how I interpreted it. I don't know if he meant it like that, but my ex told me. And then that was like the first two months of our relationship. So that kind of set the tone insecurity oh, for me, no. like that he heard from somebody that oh I am God. too much. Good luck with that. <gasps> so that was an insecurity that stayed in my mind. And then I always... I feel like subconsciously you was like dimming myself dim yeah, down because sense. that is something that set the tone for our relationship. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're listening to this and you ever feel like you're too much or you're not wanted or something's wrong with you, like A, look who it is. I know that guy who I went to high school with. Like, look who it is that's actually <laughs> placing judgment on you. And um, 
again, like look at it from a different perspective. I don't know what that person's experiences were with me that triggered them to say, well, good luck with that. Um, Cause like, I thought I was on good terms with this person, but hey, you know what, whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's a really good transition into like us talking about relationships okay. and like toxic relationships. Okay. Do you, I, I, we had a conversation and you told me about why you started your business, why you started public speaking. Cause guys, of course, of course she also public speaks. <laughs> like, of course she does conferences. Like my idol is in front of us right now, drinking a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> cocktail, talking about her birthday, Vex shots. <laughs> Tell us about, cause I think this is a perfect transition. You told me about your business and why you started it and it came from a relationship yes tell me about that relationships plural but <laughs> yes there was one in, I think everyone has that like one in particular that mm-hmm. really messed you up mm-hmm. um like you can have like you know you're a dating timeline but there's one that really really got to you and this one was one of those ones that I felt still like energetically tied to this person and like the way that this person made me feel um by the end of it and I feel like a lot of us can do that and like sabotage things in our lives um based on this idea or this view that we had of ourselves while we were dating someone who was so toxic and not good for us or someone who didn't meet our expectations this like I'm not wanted pattern was something that really stuck in my mind even though there were many other things um out there that were telling me otherwise I feel like a lot of us create from this like outside in system where we're creating from things outside of us and not really doing it from a place of love and doing it from a place of passion. So um, this breakup, um, again, completely rocked my world, like completely like flipped my world upside down and I was really, really in a low place. And that's where my blog kind of came in and I was using my experiences trying to heal forgive um forgive is forgiveness is a really really difficult thing to do and um there are some things like people would say to me like oh you're so brave for moving to the UK and like here's the thing about moving and traveling to after like a traumatic breakup or just trauma in general is you can travel and you can see the world and you can do all of those things but these fears these insecurities your past will catch up to you if you don't actually face your fears and face your demons and what it is that's causing you to feel this way so I moved countries (laughs) yes it was very brave and that was shortly after my breakup but um things that caused me to feel like shit afterwards and during really caught up to me when I didn't have school anymore when I graduated my master's and I was just silent in my thoughts I was just replaying things in my mind and um I to get myself out of that I was like and this is the most difficult thing that someone can do is to say like, I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I'm tired of keeping myself small. This is not who I am. I know who I am as a person. I'm a pretty strong, like-minded, very easy to get along with, passionate individual. And the fact that I'm keeping myself small and making myself like, have you ever had that like, something so traumatic happens to you where it's kind of like a loop 
playing in your head and then you're kind of like walking around like you're on this like subconscious autopilot and you don't even realize like the things that you're doing like you're going on with your day yeah your mind is elsewhere yeah playing scenarios in the past or playing scenarios that happened or thinking of things that if you saw this person again what you would say oh my goodness you're not even <laughs> present yes you just ran five red lights you have no friggin' idea yes like that is where i was like i was like just brushing my teeth oh, fucking the nuts. whole day has like you gone by on with the whole day. and i'm like really you're and like I'm, wait what did i do today i have no idea yeah like there are some people who live like that and it is like it, it is not okay and you're not growing and you're not expanding and learning and like what can I learn that's what is the most inspirational thing for me what can I learn from this experience and what did that experience teach me and also coming from a place and you know coming from a place of like forgiveness for him obviously took a long time um but I feel like when you actually sit down and and have you ever heard the term inner child work Mm -hmm. so inner child work is something that really saved me because I think that what we don't really think about is like what triggered you or made a breakup more dramatic or worse than it was is because that person in a way could have validated a belief that you had about yourself in the past so this idea that I'm not good enough I'm not worthy I'm unlovable all of that is something that I had as a belief from a child like our subconscious mind develops before the age of seven Mm -hmm. so these are all things that I already had so when I went through this breakup the person was a validating beliefs that I already had about myself so why what makes something so bad and what makes something so a a breakup so traumatizing is also like the experience but also stringing together beliefs that you've had that have built over time and you're like oh he did that to me am I even surprised no because this pattern has been happening for me my entire life and then we tell ourselves and we're like okay well this is a belief that I have about myself that has been sustained from many other experiences through the course of my life so that kind of makes it even worse too so to kind of come to terms and say this belief is not even mine. Where did this belief about myself come from? The belief that I had about myself, that I'm too much, oh, good luck with that. Like, yeah, that set the tone of my relationship, but it wasn't the first time that I heard that. So that was a validating a belief I had about myself since I was a child. So if you can think about when you went through a breakup, what beliefs or fears or insecurities came up for you when that person stopped talking to you could have been like I'm not good enough I'm not sexy like come up with all these reasons as to why it didn't work out and why this person didn't love you like it usually has to do with a pre-existing belief you had that they're just validating and then to break free from that belief and to like deconstruct that belief will set you free and you will be able to forgive because whenever like you know like I don't know you'll scroll like Instagram or listen to the podcast and you'll do all of that but like to actually believe and go back to like your childhood and deconstruct where these beliefs came from you can't forgive 
And you can't move on with your life unless you like understand what your triggers are and why it hit you in the way that it did. Even if like you dated someone for like a month or whatever, or it was like just someone that you were interested in and it didn't end up panning out and you're like, what did I do wrong? And you aren't thinking like I wasn't good enough for that person or whatever. Like that always has to do with a belief that you had about yourself previously so to like sit down and actually do the work and to like reflect on where it came from is key are you albert einstein (laughs) (laughs) no the whole time you were saying that like i was just like nodding my head and i was just thinking about a traumatic relationship that i was in and i'm like oh my god like you are just reminding because now i'm thinking root cause I don't think I was looking at root cause, even though I healed from it. But I think when I look back at it, I'm like, that relationship was not even a relationship. It was like a two month seeing each other fling. Why was I so traumatized from that? Why was there things there that I couldn't get over? We weren't even officially dating. We were just seeing each other. Like, why was that so traumatizing? And that's, it's literally what you're saying. And I don't think I've ever... Comes, I do the work. I do the meditate. I do the journaling. I get to know my feelings, but I don't think I associated the feelings that were brought up and the way that that person made me feel with a belief that I had about myself from when I was younger. That is so interesting. And I think that's really the only way to move forward and then essentially know what you're looking for in the future. Because then if, if somebody knew brings up that trigger of this limiting belief then like I personally think you're not for me then it's actually so weird being in a toxic relationship you literally don't see like you You are color you see in black and white yeah there are no red flags in sight no there is there is no red flags people see them and you know they're trying to be helpful to you they're like she's gonna learn on her own which needs to happen of course like that is the thing they need to learn on their own But it's like being in that, I just told myself like, once I got out of it, I'm like, I feel like such an idiot. Like, I'm like, how did I not see that? How did I let that go on for as long as it did? I feel like an idiot. I was more disappointed in myself. And I think that's like a common theme between people that are in toxic relationships. They're like, how did I let that go on as long as it did? Yeah. But that that's like why me. it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. That's literally the and definition. Yeah. And like, I think that, you know, people do like get out of it when, it, when, when they feel, I know because I was in it too, um, when they feel it's time and like you hit your rock bottom, usually people know when it's your rock bottom. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't. And like, if your friends and your family are saying like, Hey, you know, we're concerned, whatever. It's obviously for a good reason. Cause I had that. My relationship was so toxic that I had to hide it from my friends <laughs> and my family. And so it got really, really bad. Um, until like I really hit rock bottom and I was like, I can't feel like this anymore. And it's exactly what you said in those moments where you're kind of in your feels and you're by yourself and you're thinking about it it wasn't so much that I missed this person I did not miss this person mm-hmm. because like when you get out of the toxic you're like breathing you a breathe. fucking clear it's air new oxygen like, I've never tasted oxygen like yes. this in my life yes the most difficult part 
is hating yourself or wasting precious moments yeah. of your life on that person. But oh this is the thing is we, this is my favorite quote. We accept the love that we think we deserve. deserve yeah. So in, <laughs> in, when you're in, in that those moment, toxic yeah. relationships, that is on, you know, maybe in a subconscious level, or maybe you are aware of it. I feel like I deserve this. You won't admit it, but you feel like you deserve it on some level. And in that moment, when you're in that toxic relationship, perhaps it's like what you feel is normal for you. Um, and also the tools that you have at that time. Like I think about this and this is the only way that I could really forgive and set myself free. At that time, I was meant to have a traumatic experience that would teach me what I need to be where I am right now. If it wasn't with him, it would have been with someone else. And it was the only tools that I had at the time. So if you're like in a toxic relationship and you don't know how, it's like, because that is what all you know, if you expand and learn and grow and like, you know, look at the fucking, like, look at the bigger picture, you will see that you do deserve more. You are worthy of more. It's like the beliefs, the beliefs are everything. And also, um, your core values. If you're living out of alignment with your core values too, you'll kind of feel that as well. Like, you know, that gut feeling where like, I know this isn't good for me, but I'm going to do it anyways. People do this in relationships. People do this with their jobs. Like when you're living out of alignment with your core values, you'll feel that too. Um, but yeah, so pay attention to your values and your beliefs. I'm going to actually create some kind of free, um, like value evaluation. Mm -hmm. So you can look at what your core values are. Cause I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of what their core values are. Cause sometimes our values are not in alignment with our parents or like the people around us. And we kind of just end up compromising our own wants and needs and desires to stay comfortable, to stay small. Ooh. So this Ooh. is something to take. <laughs> this is something to take. And you brought up a really good point before that I do want to highlight where you said that when you were in this toxic relationship, you were hiding things from your friends and stuff like that. Guys, that is not normal. No, it's not. It is not. I thought it was. When you're in it, you think it's normal. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is, this is normal. Yeah. What? And I have never been in any other relationship where I hid things from my friends or family. But in this one relationship, which I think it was so hard for me, which is why I couldn't get past it. I'm like, how did I like do that? Like, how did I not realize that hiding things was not good? Like, this is a huge red flag. If you are hiding things from your friends and family, it is not a good relationship. No. It is just not, period. But it's crazy because when you're in it, you don't, you think you it's fine. You don't, yeah. You literally think it's fine. Yeah. You're like, no, like I, I can't tell people about this. And then when you're out of the relationship, you like have a sit down with one of your girls and you're like, and he did this and he did that. Or they're like, how did you not? Like, how did how you, did not, you tell not see me? it? I could have yes. told you like, you know, and it's just the blinders. Yeah. We got the blinders on. Yes. Three blind mice. Yeah. We see nothing. Yeah. But again, I think this goes back to like, again, as a society, we have normalized this like. I'm not lovable, I'm not wanted, I'm not worthy of love, that we dim ourselves down. Everyone else can see it. Everyone else will tell us, but we don't see that. And so, for example, we, you know how, like, for us, we'll say, like, um, the, like, why can't I date a nice guy? Or, like, 
the nice guy, nice guy always finishes last. You know, it's like that, that, that kind of like we've normalized, like the nice guy finishes last. And same with girls too, like mm-hmm. nice girls finish last. Like mm-hmm. I think it's a de- definitely like a double standard here. Um, but again, we don't go for the nice people at that time when we're feeling these feelings of unworthiness and unlovable because we don't believe that we deserve the nice person. So we will sabotage or avoid the nice guy or the nice girl because we we feel we don't deserve it. This is like definitely going to like hit home for a lot of people. It's hitting home for me. Yeah. So like <laughs> for myself, like when I first started dating the guy that I'm dating now, who's the like the nicest person I've ever met You're in like, my this life. You're like, this is real? No, no, no. Yes. This is a like, relationship. Trying to come up with like pull problems out yeah. of my ass. Like thinking that like, no, it's, it's okay to A, communicate be be yourself see the person will not make you feel like you're too much and accept you for everything and um you are wanted you are lovable that person perhaps that made you feel like that was dealing with their own and to look at it from like a different perspective like we don't know what that person was dealing with that person that you had a thing with for two months we don't know what he was dealing with behind closed doors Mm -hmm. what his upbringing was like what his triggers are what his past traumas are all that stuff we don't know what he goes through to like so that is also another way that I kind of came to forgive um that and that's also kind of why I stayed in it because you end up feeling bad for this person you're like oh you know I know what this person's dealing with and you end up feeling bad yes yes so that is where it becomes a problem is Mm -hmm. when you are focused on fixing someone or Mm -hmm. saving someone that was my problem Mm -hmm. was and you ought to realize it is not your responsibility and it is never your responsibility to control that is something else too that I realized too in, in my relationship is like it's not your responsibility to control the outcomes to be in control is um you know something that you got to just let go of let go of control and also let go of what other people are doing and going through and when you let go of that control and realize the only thing in this life that you can control is yourself and the way that you respond and the way that you deal with this that's the only thing that you can control you can't control this person's traumas and their life and their relationship with their mom all that stuff that's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. that's his responsibility or her responsibility to go and figure that out and work through it and that is the key to a healthy relationship and I also feel like people feel that they can't get into another relationship until they work through and they're like you know on this self-love journey but pushing away all good things that come into their life again that's like feelings of unworthiness but like when you are feeling love for yourself and vibrating high and feeling good and working through this stuff, like when other things come into your life, like you don't need to sabotage those opportunities before they materialize, like let it in, see what happens. Um, The right person will always, always welcome you to express your opinion and also know that you are not going to save them and that it, it, it it's it's completely fucked up when you say it it is so yeah you're saying it a lot you're like you shouldn't be saving them but when you're in it you know what you're that like, feels I'm like i'm like yes i got it. this like, person's my responsibility i know yes. what it felt like to want to save somebody yeah. to be committed to to helping somebody yeah yeah 
but like uh, us ourselves again like you can't pour from an empty glass and like I was my my glass was bone dry bone like dry. I there had was air in it yes you were, <laughs> you were pouring air into the other cup yes yes but that is something that we do and we don't focus on filling up our own cup to focusing on you know being able to love ourselves so much that we can also give the same love to our partner but it is a mutual exchange. If you are just giving, 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 but this person is not giving you back, there's no energetic loving exchange. Like you're open to receiving love, but you're not getting it from this person. Like mm-hmm. that is a sign to walk away. And this person is not your responsibility to save. And you are worthy of having someone who will manage themselves emotionally in all ways that it's not you're going to be a responsibility and to communicate this with your partner too is something that is like really really important because some people will completely close off their emotions and I hate how we've normalized that too is like shutting off your emotions after a traumatic experience and like not letting anybody in yeah like you don't want to feel anything yes like we need to normalize like asking for help reaching out if you feel like you have no friends or whatever like your friends are there to support you Mm -hmm. no matter what I thought my friends were judging me and I was like not talking to them because I was so embarrassed because someone they were telling me for so fucking long Mm -hmm. leave this relationship and I was hiding it yeah I I felt at that time I didn't even have a space to talk about it aside from therapy you mentioned that you don't need to cut everything off and feel nothing because a lot of people are under the impression that you can't move on to somebody else right after a relationship. You can't explore another relationship right after because you need to heal and be by yourself. And, and you're, you're saying the opposite. You're saying no, because in your relationship, you were able to heal and grow alongside a new relationship yes I and mean, it's possible yes yeah not like the relationship that I'm in happened like the next day no it no, was no, like no. eight months later mm-hmm. um but you could have pushed it away and said no I'm not worthy yes, of this yes I'm not ready I need to heal on my and own I, I need to have like a hot that. girl summer yep yes and I was feeling like that mm-hmm. I was completely like emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. for this person mm-hmm. and then he kept trying he was like I want to take you out on a date and anyways he was just showing me things that I didn't know were possible and that I felt unworthy of having mm-hmm. so I was like okay I'm gonna give this a chance and I think that's a common misconception is like we think that the only growth that we can experience is by ourselves but like to grow with your partner and to grow and to be open and to share and communicate like there's there's something so beautiful about it and if you're dating someone who perhaps is keeping you stuck or not growing like communicate with them be like look I want this I want to do this if they're not supportive or dimming you down saying oh no be realistic which is like fuck that like what is realistic Mm -hmm. like still like still again pay attention to that person's triggers if that person's like dimming you down and making you feel like shit like pay attention why is that person threatened by your power and your growth Mm -hmm. and perhaps that person is not for you Mm -hmm. so that's something to also consider but I think the main point is is like you don't need to do this alone whether that's in a relationship whether that's with your friends like you are not alone 
alone. And I feel like that's something that I forced myself to like realize. And because I felt so alone, I had like a very, very deep depression. I was like not in a good place myself. And when you realize, you know, there are so many different ways out there that you can help and get help. um, That's kind of what inspired, inspired the business was, well, my business started as a blog Um, and then the blog was mostly like self-help tips and things that I learned while I was doing my cognitive behavioral therapy certification. And I was just sharing what I learned in my perspectives and like helpful tools. And then the response I got from that, I'm like, okay, so in this relationship, this toxic relationship where we were so fixed on like fixing that person and saving that person, all of that, that person did not want to be saved, Mm -hmm. but there are other people who really do want to change their lives around and who are passionate about growth and expansion and know that they are meant for more. There are those people out there. It could be a partner, could be whatever, but that person that wasn't accepting your love at the time, there are people out there who are open to receiving that. And I found that in my partner. I found that with my clients, the people that read my blog when I first started out. And it's beautiful because you can completely branch off and realize that like, you know, that person maybe wasn't for you, but there is a whole world out there that would be dying for your love. That was beautiful. (laughs) And this is the perfect transition Welcome to Sunday School. Guys, Sunday School is where I get my audience involved in the topics that we're kind of talking about for that week. So if you ever want to be involved in the discussion and have your answers read out on the podcast, then you could always submit your answers. I run lots of polls on my Instagram stories throughout the week. So always keep your eyes out for that on the Sunny with a Shot Instagram. So the question that we asked this week on the topic of relationships was... How do you get over an ex slash relationship? So I'm going to read off some answers. The first being stay single and focus on yourself until you're 100% over it. Don't hop into other relationships. Interesting that that was the first one because we just talked about that. Next, take a motorcycle and ride across the country. People said taking on physical activities, cutting off all communication, no late night drunk texts, go on a vacation. Um, get over one by getting under 12. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd get a few of those. Um, get rid of things that remind you of them. And the blocking is, uh, it is essential. You told me this. So, so important. And I know so many people who are like, oh yeah, he still follows me on Instagram. I still follow him. Like cut that shit. Yeah. Cut that shit. Like I blocked his, I changed my number. You're going to have triggers if you're seeing their posts. For sure. There's going to be awful. And then you're going to post a a thirst trap of you in a bikini on a beach thinking that you want it. And you're going to check. Did they see it? Did they like it? Then you're going to go on there. So you see they're hanging out with Chinsia. You follow Chinsia. What did Chinsia's mom do (laughs) last summer? Now you're in the Instagram vortex. Yes. Very hard to get yes, out. Get yourself out of I, there. I believe in that too. Feel your feels, cry, journal, grieve. Feeling is healing. Love it. Uh, build yourself and relationship with friends and family. I love that. I think that's so important. And that sure. is what we touched upon too. Drive around screaming Taylor Swift. Liddy. Yep. Yoga and red wine. Love it. Lose complete contact with them. Like we said, unfollow off social media. Take time to reflect on the relationship and embrace all the emotions that surface. Focus on self-care and individual goals. Damn. That is beautiful. That I love that. 
beautiful finisher answer. And I feel like it encompassed everything that we talked about and even your story too. Like that is what you did. You focused on your other goals and building yourself up. And and actually, I think you mentioned this to me before. You were like, I'm going to go speak at a conference because what is a better revenge than investing in yourself and showing the other person? You're like, "Mm, you kept me down. Yeah. And now I'm going to go express myself to my fullest extent and do what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. That, that I exactly didn't, I didn't I did. feel confident enough to do when I was with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what, that's exactly what I did. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, when I was applying to speak at this conference and when I was submitting my, my research mm-hmm. to, it was like the university of Oxford, it's like the top, you uni- fucking Malala goes there, university of Oxford in wow. the UK, top university in the world. I was like, I'm just going to submit my research and see what they say. And then they came back and they were like, we love it. Come speak at these dates. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, but again, when you're in this toxic pattern and when you're also in, in your mind thinking, you know, I'm not good enough. When I submitted, I was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to get into there. Mm-hmm. I did not get my hopes up, but I, did and I'm so so happy with the way that it worked out but again when you take a chance on yourself and like break free of this toxic pattern that's not serving you anymore like I feel when you say I am worthy of having what I desire I'm worthy of having it all um the universe has a way always of coming and just giving giving you exactly what it is that's meant for you and saying when you declare that you are worthy things more things will start showing up for you that make you feel this way I am worthy I love that and um bringing it back to the relationship for a second because we kind of hit on it too that I wanted to highlight I found that when I was in the toxic relationship I didn't want to tell that person about my dreams because I was too embarrassed that they would be critical over them. So uh, me, for example, wanting to start a business or start a podcast or like, you know, like anything like that, like any of my dreams, I was scared of the feedback I was going to get from them versus being in a healthy relationship where you're so excited to shoot around Mm -hmm. ideas. So be attentive to that as well. If you are in a toxic relationship, you will probably hide the things that you enjoy doing from that person. Yeah. Were you dating this person when you submitted your research or was this after? This was after. It was after. Okay. Do you think that if you were dating them, you would have told them that you were applying for this? Um, I probably wouldn't have done it at all. Exactly, right? I don't even know if this person knew what I was studying and what my research was. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that is how much I was dimming myself down and completely pushing away my desires and who I was as a person to make this person comfortable. And again, if you are with someone who is being triggered by your goals and your aspirations, it is their insecurity. You do not buy it. Yes. Thank you so much for blessing me with your presence on this (laughs) podcast and blessing all of our ears. Everybody, if you need get a q-tip so you could hear this louder okay just jab it right into your memories right into your memories jab it in there tickle your brain remove it and re-listen to this podcast that was so beautiful thank you so much and where do we find you uh the karuna collective but the crude the collective is with a k yes yes so two k's okay <laughs> like the kardashians yes. but like not but yes. you know what we mean yes and the karuna candle thank you so much have a sunny 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 sunday and amazing week ahead goodbye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>